asparagus with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a Friday, everybody. It's six o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here on Mutiny Radio.fm, the happiest of happy hours, because you get to see 19 amazing comedians perform in front of your very eyes and make you laugh, hopefully. Uh, today in the fields, we're listening to Bullets or Balloons, cool punk sort of band out of Oregon. Yay for them. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to get right to it. We do uh, four-minute sets. A honk you at three. That means you have a minute left. Right now, put your hands together and clap them in a wild, slappy-like motion for a young man who is sure to make you laugh. Or at least smile. Put your hands together, everybody. It's John Alkabay! Hey, everybody! Bad, I'm doing it, making things happen. What's up? Oop, 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 oop. Never been mechanical. Yeah, this works. I did it. I did it. Success. Like 20 seconds in. 20 seconds in, and I'm doing it. I'm crushing it. Are you kidding me? I wow. Didn't, I didn't start your timer till now. You All right, know. that's great. That's great. That's good news. I was secretly. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I was. I'm glad to hear that. Um, what's up, people? How you doing? I just found out some some stuff today. Do you guys know the National Guard is like a bunch of people? I always thought it was just one fucking ripped guy. <laughs> one guy who just stands there like, yeah, not getting past me. He's at the gym every day just working out. You're like, dude, you don't you're like really ripped. You don't need to work out anymore. He's like, no, I'm the National Guard. I got to keep it keep it together, you know. You offer him a cupcake. He's like, "Can't the National Guard?" Like, dude, I know, I know. We talk about it all the time. It's all you ever talk about, really. Um, I was walking through the grocery store the other day, and I saw um, some Lay's potato chips, and they have, like, all kinds of crazy flavors now. They have, like, tapatio flavored and, like, chicken tiki masala flavored. And I don't, I've had them. I don't think they're that good, but I like that they're out there because I love the idea of them ruining some racist hillbilly's day. <laughs> some guy walking through the store. He's like, damn it, potato chips are ethnic now? What the fuck? I remember when a potato chip was just a potato chip, you know? Now they're all, all ethnicized. What's next, Muslim saltines? Shit. Um, you know how some of your jokes you like know in your heart that's never really going to be one of your jokes, but you keep doing it? It's one of those. Um... Do you think anyone ever yelled, fuck you, Techie, at Thomas Edison? He's walking down the street. They're like, fuck you, man. Ruining the city. What city? Menlo Park, New Jersey, where I invented the light bulb? I invented light. I made light. And now you're making me feel like shit about it. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking for a girlfriend, so if anybody knows of any girlfriends... Um, if anyone has like a lead on a girlfriend, just let me know. That joke, that's weird. That's a weird thing to say. Um, I, uh, I think right now, if Trump really wants to win, 
win people like win the election. The way he has to do it is by winning people's sympathy. And I think to do that, he needs to like really just like take a nasty fall on the way to the podium. <laughs> if he just like eats shit and like fucks up his hip, we'll be like, oh yeah, he's an old man. I forgot. He's uh, he's gonna die sooner or later. I don't, I'm just saying, if I was his campaign manager, I might tie his shoelaces together backstage, get something going. You know what I mean? Make some shit happen. Make it. Do you guys get the feeling that everyone in a mosh pit is mad at you? I get that feeling. And in traffic. Mosh pits in traffic. Everybody's just ready to... All right, cool, cool. Um, I, and I get the feeling that I'm, they're mad at me when I get the light. It's just never-ending. Um, I, I grew up in a, in a Jewish household, um, and so I was surrounded by a lot of, like, in, in the Bay Area, so I was surrounded by a lot of, like, liberal Jews who were, like, liberal, like, 90% of the time, and then on Israel, they're just, like, fucking Tea Party conservatives. They just, whoop, just 180 degrees, change it. American Jews are kind of like a parent at a parent-teacher conference. Like, on Israel, American Jews are kind of like a parent at a parent-teacher conference who can't accept that their kid is a little shit. You know what I mean? They're like, no, my Israel? No, he would never. He's so sweet. I went there. I had falafel. It was a great time. I don't think... It just doesn't seem real. Well, now I'm, I'm going to take him out for ice cream. And then we, ice cream is just like $200 million worth of missiles, it turns out. Ooh, spitting that hot fire. Can I say that? Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? I don't know, but I said it anyway on the radio wave. So that's been all for me. Thank you. John Alcabez. Yay. you. Yay. Your next comedian, uh, he's a tall drink of water. We're happy every time he graces us with his presence here at the happy hour. Uh, hey, there he is. Oh, you're looking so hipster. You look like you look like a PBR commercial right now. We need to take a picture of him and just like PBR when you want to have fun on a Friday. PBR when you don't have any money and it's Friday. How did that happen? Don't you get paid on Friday? Uh, your next comedian. I don't know when he gets paid, but he must have a job somewhere. Uh, put your hands together. The very funny Cole Chapman. Yeah, this is the one. Okay. Hey, what's going on? I think I've mentioned my job like way too many times for... <laughs> That's true. No one, no one does, and nor should they. Why would they? I'm just some kind of tall, lanky fella trying to tell my opinions. Nobody wants white people opinions anymore. That's played out. We're like, no, we're done. You've, you've had your turn. It's our turn now. That's all 2016's been. It's just been like, a, just like telling white people, just like shut up. And you know we deserve it. It's great. This is a, it's fine. I'm okay with it. Uh, you mentioned uh, John. You mentioned Trump. That dude about to die at any moment, for sure. I 100% agree. Uh, but he's like 70, and people are like, Bill Clinton's so old. I'm like, dude, he's younger than Trump. You know this? He's younger than Trump by like six months. Here's the deal. Donald Trump is 70 years old and still eats KFC with a knife and fork on his private jet. Like, what? Like, how is this, how is this at all a, a, a good plan for the president to be president? I don't understand. Uh, whatever. That dude is uh, gross. Right? Is that an agreeable opinion that everybody agrees with here? Is that a safe? Cool. Great. Okay. Here's the thing. Thanks, man. I'm getting feedback like crazy. I'm going to stand over here. Uh, speaking of being white, uh, people started to notice. 
on trains, public transportation specifically, they like to tell me this uh, by way of screaming it at me sometimes. Uh, super fun. The other day, I was riding BART home uh, to where I live in Oakland. And you know when you're on BART and you kind of look through, look through, uh, you know, like the far doors, you can just kind of see a, like a hurricane of humanity just like making his way through the train, like scaring people on the way, like, wah, wah, and you're like, I hope to God he doesn't sit. Are you taking a picture, man? Come on. What is it? What, what are you gonna, where are you going to post that? Snapchat. <laughs> They'd be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> so take a picture of yourself when you're on Snapchat. Whatever. All right, here's the thing. See this guy coming at me from like three trains back. I'm like, please don't sit behind me. What does he do? Of course he sits behind me. And he starts screaming at the top of his lungs, you white boy, god damn it, you, hey, you with the phone. And I'm just sitting there scrolling, trying to like, you know, like spiders, if you don't move, like they kind of like, oh shit, where'd he go? And they just kind of move on. Like I was hoping for the same reaction from this guy. Uh, but he said some weird things to me. He was screaming at me, telling me a white boy bitch snitch, which besides being a great rhyme, is also like, something I don't need to hear more, you know, like I know, like, like he was telling me as if I don't talk about this like on a daily basis to a room of people, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, it's like what, what more points do you have, sir? Uh, he had more, he was like, I bet this dude's gonna snitch on me when I go to the Safeway and start stealing wine. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold up. Like, I'm the white guy here. Like, what's going Like, that is the whitest crime I've ever heard. Like, you're going to walk into a Safeway and, like, walk out with a nice Zinfandel? Like, what is your, what is your plan here, sir? <laughs> I don't understand. It was, it was, it was confusing. Uh, and besides, like, why, why would I snitch on him for that? Like, that is some white crime, and I can't snitch on other white people for stealing wine. Like, come on, man. I'm more respect than that, right? I had a better joke there, but I forgot it, so whatever. Uh, do I have other jokes? Oh, I did a, uh, a nice comedy show the other day. I've, I've been getting this thing where like people decide that they want to like give me advice without ever having done stand-up before. I'm sure you've experienced this, people who've been doing stand-up for a while. Like someone will just come up and be like, I've never done this before, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. And he was like, okay, what do you got? And uh, this guy came up to me, he was like, he said this verbatim, he said, man, you funny, but shut the fuck up. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, I don't, like, how do I deal with this advice? Uh, here's the thing, it was a completely valid point. Like, I understood where he's coming from 100%. Uh, then he went on to tell me the exact same phrase 27 more times. And every single time, he was like, shut the fuck up. I was like, hmm, that's a valid point. And he was like, shut the fuck up. I was like, hmm, yeah, good point again. Yeah, I totally understand where he's coming from. Anyways, guys, I'm out of time. Thanks, see you later, bye. Shut the fuck up. Just kidding. We like you and all the things that you say. Fuck that guy. Uh, your next comedian has a show tomorrow. He runs sound and does weird things on it uh, for Bubblegum Garbage Party at Piano Fight. And then you can catch him at the punchline on November 1st. Everybody put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza. Alcoholics are the worst fucking magicians. I've had relatives that are just like, abracadabra, I'm wasted. <laughs> Not a drop of alcohol in the house anywhere. But when we carted grandma off to uh, AA, we found like 75 empty bottles of scope in her closet. She was had such nice breath. 
fucking great. I don't know. They're 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 horrible. I don't know. I'm horrible too. Like she had my mom, my mom had me. I don't think I think I think the line stops there. The other night I was laying on the couch and I heard the most disgusting noise in my life. It was like this inverse vomiting. It would be like if you were vomiting backwards. It's like ooh, and I walk over to the to the family room and the dog's on the ground. It's like convulsing and like it just starts vomiting more quantity than like actual dog. Like there's more vomit than dog at this point and. I just start barfing on the dog. It's like an Escher painting, but barfing. Are those paintings or those drawings? I don't fucking care. Fuck Escher. Every time I look at Escher, like, like it feels, it's like a fly hitting a, a bug zapper. Those things hurt my brain. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I don't know. So I got caught jerking off. Uh, that's kind of weird when you're 36. Yeah, I caught jerking off. Like, uh, it was we were, we were at a bachelor party and they teamed us up in rooms two by two. And uh, I thought my buddy Ian had gone down to the bar, so you know I'm going at it. Uh, he burst through the door and he's like, "Holy fuck, man! What are you doing? Like, totally freaked out. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm just stretching out my new belt. Next sweat's the next sweat's good for the leather." You know, it's like fucking, you can't even ride Bart now seeing somebody jerk off. Like, people are jerking off in movies. Like, you know, they got those babies changing stations. They need to just fucking have places where dudes can jerk off. Like, the mall, <laughs> fucking Bart. You know, they should have, like, one train where it's just a fucking free-for-all. Anybody can go in there in the movie. Like, you can just kick back, watch, what is it, Finding Dory? You know, just fucking jerk off to some fish, get a little weird. It'd be great. No. So I almost got laid recently, almost. Yeah, I was uh, at a dinner party. They sat me next to this cute lady. She was really sweet. She was really smart. Um, I wanted to impress her. So when the uh, server came up, he was like, hey, man, you want a side salad? And I was like, yeah, man, but don't tell my main salad. And uh, so me and the girl hit it off. And like, sure enough, at the end of the night, she's touching my leg. We're sitting on a roof, and she's like, Hey, uh, do you like the new Beyonce record? And I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. Sure, I like the new Beyonce record. Whatever, yeah, I love the new Beyonce record. And she's like, well, I hate it. And I'm like, oh, great. And I'm like, why do you hate it? And she goes, well, the Becky with the good hair thing is a metaphor for African-American men dissing African-American women for their coarse hair. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's bullshit, and I can prove it. She's like, how? I'm like, let me see your phone. So I'm scrolling through her phone. And then I get to Jay, and I'm like, oh, Jason with the biceps. <laughs> Everybody's got one. And then I'm like, fucking clearly, and if you'd listen to two songs before that song, you'd hear her say, I can't deal with this shit. I'm about to lose my pride. I don't want to fuck me. I'm about to lose my pride. I don't want to fuck me up a bitch. I hop up out my bed and get my swerve on. What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> so I didn't get laid. Uh, I didn't get laid at all, but, uh, you know, it's like my dad always taught me, uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't get his dick wet. Wise, wise words of wisdom from the mouth of a 36-year-old. Your next comedian is a very funny lady. I'm, I'm glad we get to switch gears. I'm happy every time I get to see her. Uh, 
And you're going to love her right now. Everybody put your hands together. It's Florentina Tanase. This joke is stupid. It's hard to be a vegetarian comedian because there's so much beef. Ah, I'm a topical person. (laughs) They say that like single women, they have a lot of cats. So why do the posters say lost cat and not found boyfriend? Just feeling introspective today. <laughs> Yay, sports. Are you a sport per- sports? <laughs> I thought Leonard was a team. Never mind. That's cool. No sports. What's your favorite team? Mm. Cool, I like red too. (laughs) That's how it works, right? Yeah. Just pick a color, pick a color. What's your favorite color? You're a sports fan. Sorry, you're a Raiders fan, but someone has to be. When I was 19, uh, I was still this faint silhouette of a virgin. Thanks. Uh, Like I hadn't had sex yet, but I definitely had been to a drive-in movie in a white van, you know? (laughs) Bring your own candy type of date. (laughs) And I just, it's mostly because I didn't know what to do with a naked body. I mean, like, I knew what to do with my own, anyway, that's different. Uh, Male naked body, you know, I would see it and like, oh, we're supposed to have sex now, and then I would freeze. So I did what I did best was uh, use it like a mic Anybody else? <laughs> and you just, did you know like the end of a penis is a mouth that sings karaoke? Akuna <laughs> Matata. It means no. That's happened. To you ha- come on. That's happened to you. What's the, what song does she sing? Did you sing, I should say. <laughs> Man of many talents here. Come on, give it up for, for Leonard over here, guys. All right. <laughs> Uh, Not many people wear their name on their shirt, but he does. Uh, (laughs) So three weeks into dating this guy, he, um, sorry, I'm on drugs right now because I am not feeling well, and I took twice the dose that was recommended. So like, yeah, I definitely should not have had the second one, but um, it helped with the pain, you know? Uh, That's a wine joke. Oh, that's... (laughs) Pam gets it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, d- back to this guy I, I was for sure dating. Uh, three weeks into it, he um, he thinks like we hit this romantic milestone that he thinks is uh, joining the Mile High Club, but I call it watching Gladiator while he dry humped my leg. <laughs> yeah. Romantic. So then uh, he went to the bathroom, which was the perfect time to apply a lotion to my ch- chafed outer t- thigh. Tie? <laughs> my tie. I know, that was stupid. Uh, and then he comes out butt naked. Exactly. 
supposed to do? I said, I'm going to get going, not take off your clothes. And he said, Florentina, I'm 20 years away from being a 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> and I was like, you're 60? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so he ruined three movies for me that night. Gladiator, 40-year-old virgin, and three inches. Huzzah! Thank you, guys. Florentina Danaze. Spoiler alert. All right, your next comedian uh, is a guy. He comes here every week, and uh, and he says things into a microphone, and hopefully we're gonna we're gonna get some laughs out of it. Everybody, put your hands together. It's Christopher Guerra. Hey, everybody. I bet y'all didn't know my real name was Leonard, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I saw on the news that. This guy was so mad at this bartender for giving him shitty service that he ended up biting his finger off. Wow. Yeah. I was like, wow. I bet that bartender won't, will think twice before fucking up someone's drink. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he may not have got, he, the, the customer may not have gotten a decent drink, but at least he got himself some finger food. Yeah. <laughs> that guy out there sings nice, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw online that Pamela Anderson said that pornography is bad. Really? This is the same woman who posed nude for Playboy 12 times. And this is the same woman who did a sex tape with Tommy Lee. You know, she shouldn't have bitten the hands that fed her, especially if those hands that were jacking off to her sex tape, all right? Now for the classics. Uh, People say that marijuana is a gateway drug. And they're right. It's a gateway to overeating and liking the Dave Matthews band. I guess you're all fans of Dave Matthews, all right. Did you know that there is a dating website for farmers called farmersonly.com? Yeah, I saw it advertised on TV the other day. And when I saw that commercial, I was like, huh. Isn't there already a dating website for country folk? I believe it's called Ancestry.com. <laughs> yep, Aunt Matilda's looking good on the profile. I'm definitely going to hit that at the next family reunion. Yeehaw. So my girlfriend is a blue-eyed, blonde, Caucasian which means I have achieved the American dream. Yeah, I'm not picky when it comes to a woman's race. I've been with black women, white women, Latinas, Asians. You might say that my penis recognizes affirmative action. <laughs> yeah, when I see a beautiful woman, I do not see skin color because I'm too busy looking at her tits and ass. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a smooth operator. 
I noticed that of all the women I've been with, white women are the most curious when it comes to hooking up with someone outside of their race. Like, a white woman would go out with a black man to see if it's true that all black men have big dicks. A white woman would go out with a Latino to see if it's true that all Latin men are horny as fuck. And a white woman would go out with an Asian guy to see if it's true that all Asians are good at math. And if, if that's the case, then she has found someone to do her taxes. <laughs> Thank you for that noise. Uh, I, re I also read online that there is now a line of lipsticks that are shaped like penises. Yeah, there's, they have this big black penis lipstick called the Mandingo, which is perfect for women who want to upset their parents. And they even have a short, small penis lipstick called the Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. That's my time. Thanks for listening. Give it up to Pam. Thank you. Chris Guerrero. Yay. All right. Your next comedian. Uh, she, I haven't seen her in a while and I was bummed and I knew I was bummed because I was listening to an old, it was on the night playlist and I was listening to her and just, and I was like, oh, where has she been? I miss her. Uh, but she's back for you guys right now. Get ready to laugh. The very funny Mary Goss. Yeah. Hey friends. I was actually, uh, taking a little bit of a break cause I was super, super bummed out about sexism with male comics, but oh, now I feel so much better. <laughs> So much better. I just love being reminded that we're all just component parts, you know? Like, nothing about me matters, just my looks, everything. It's so good. I just feel really good right now, just really good and positive. Except for the one bummer thing is that I, uh, once again, realized that I still can't ever see my skeleton. That's all I want to do. Um, Okay, you, uh, 14, you reminded me that I think I'm going to be a prop comic now. I'm really excited about it. Cause, yeah, because everyone seems to like it when you do, like, Right, exactly. But uh, much like you, I have done the dick as a microphone game. Doesn't go over so well. Uh, not as well as the microphone's a dick game. Um, but I, I do it, I don't do it as karaoke. I do it uh, from comedy, so I'm just like... Your next comic is sucking your dick. Is this thing on? You know, one of those like, hey, ladies and germs, one of one of those fun things. Um, so, what else has been going on with me recently? I uh, recently heard something I hadn't heard in a while from someone. Uh, I got accused of friend zoning. Oh no. I know, I know, which is really interesting because I obviously never considered that person to be a friend. He was more like a big brother type, you know, in that he was uh, always watching me, uh, made shit weird. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, I did get accused of friend zoning, and that's the thing, is that's the one thing that movies get right about, like, male-female friendships when one of them's into the other, is just like, usually you'll see the scene, and then just out of nowhere, in an otherwise unrelated conversation, the one's just like, oh, I'm just so glad we're friends. So glad we have this friendship that's friends, and platonic, which uh, does not actually mean I'm happy for your friendship, which I don't have. Uh, it means that I am not interested in having sex with you, 
but I also don't want to get murdered, so. Toss up, so now I have a new friend. I made so many friends that way, you guys. Just for being glad of friendships I didn't want. Um, I was like, oh, I was on vacation kind of recently with my family. Um, and uh, it was a really interesting exercise and in just like not saying all the things I wanted to say. It was really good. I managed to rate it in. Like uh, my older sister uh, walked into the room. It's just like, uh, do you think the shirt is too slutty? And I just saw, I saw the way the rest of that conversation would have gone if I had given her my honest opinion, which was, like, I don't actually agree with that premise. Like, an article of clothing can inherently be slutty. Like, it's messed up to say slutty in general. The women having sex. That's how that conversation would have gone, but I managed to rein it in. I was just like, yes. Yep, because her nipples were out, and it was a family dinner. Um... Yeah, I don't know. What else was I thinking about, either on my hand or in my notebook? I'm double dipping here. Um, yeah, I uh, on that vacation, I also got a sunburn. And that's the thing is I'm perpetually sunburned. I'm just that color. I'm just a small pink person. Um, and whenever anyone wants, like, sees that I have a sunburn, they get really excited for me because I think I was doing something cool. And it's just like, no, dude. All of my sunburns had the exact same origin story and that I just popped my head out of my gopher hole for three minutes went back underground, and now I'm unwell. Um, yeah, and that has been my time at Mary Goss. Thank you. He wants Mary Goss, yay! Hit me up for some sunscreen. I have tons and tons of sunscreen because my best friend's a dermatologist, and um, it's, you know, if you need sunscreen, just you got to wear it so you don't get cancer, okay? Because cancer's not funny. There is a show tomorrow night, though, about cancer, and it is going to be funny. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow is Rachel Raphael's second-year tumorversary. So it's going to be a comedy show here tomorrow night. If you're a comedian, obviously, it's free. Also, we have time. You guys can do time if you want, especially if you've ever had tumors. You can talk about those on stage. I had tumors taken out, so I'm going to definitely talk for a while. And she is, too. We're just going to have a comedy show tomorrow night, guys, so you should come hang out. Um, and I've got these crazy marshmallow things I made. Holy fuck, they're so good. Uh, speaking of things that are so good, your next comedian is hilarious. So you guys are in for a treat. Clap your hands together right now for Richard Sarvate. Oh my God. Hello. Hi. What's up? I just spit in the microphone. I've ended the mic, basically. Everyone just go home. I spit in the microphone. Um... I've never seen an anvil in real life. You know, I just never, and I'm, I, I rue the day that it happens because it'll probably be in like some metal shop and I'll be surrounded by three blacksmiths and all of a sudden I'll exclaim, ah, just like the cartoons. <laughs> That's a thought on my mind right now. Um, <laughs> my friend asked me, he was like, hey Richard, uh, do you masturbate to videos or is a picture okay? And I was like, dude, I've jerked off to a text message. <laughs> like, I don't even have to read it. Like, just new message from Tiffany is enough. <laughs> it's just like, like, you know how, like, sometimes a woman is hotter when she has her clothes on because you can imagine what's underneath? Same thing with a text message if you don't read it. <laughs> it's like, what's she going to say? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, it's just like that famous Gandhi quote, you know, uh, "Small people masturbate to videos, uh, <laughs> medium people masturbate to pictures, 
and great people masturbate to ideas. <laughs> Mahatma right there. Uh, <laughs> everyone says just be yourself, but I mean, I don't, whenever I'm at a club, I feel like snapping. And, and that can't be right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I've never seen a guy pick up a girl by like, but that's my instinct. My instinct is wrong. Don't just be yourself. <laughs> I, I, I don't like the way people are ordering at restaurants, you know, like they always like bother the waiter for a substitution, you know, like, uh, could I get the arugula salad with asparagus? But instead of arugula, could I get a burrito? <laughs> so it's like, dude, it's not on the menu. Don't do that. Like, people, when they see the waiter, they think it's like a genie that's going to grant them wishes, you know? Like, I grant you three substitutions. <laughs> like, I feel like the, the two people in this world who have the most pressure are waiters and the president. You know, and people treat the waiters the same way they treat the president. Like, uh, could we get uh, free health care and um, uh, free education and uh, hold the wars? No more wars. We had, uh, we had wars yesterday. And instead of housing subsidies, could we get better roads? <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, man. Uh, I saw an ad... It said, oh yeah, it was like a call, it was, it was like a suicide hotline, and it said, free and confidential. And I was like, dude, this better be free. What the hell, dude? Like, what you call, you're like, oh, I'm just like really sad, and like, don't worry, everything's gonna be okay once you provide your credit card information. <laughs> Life is worth living as long as you give me your bank account and routing number. <laughs> Um, okay, got to bring this home strong now. Uh, one time in college, I went to this girl's dorm room and I just fixed the shit out of her computer. Like, like I formatted it, I reinstalled the operating system, I added RAM, and at the end of it, she just hugs me and she goes, thanks, see you in class. It's like, see you in class? No sex? Like, I just... I didn't realize, I mean, I learned that like broken computers and unsolved math problems are like aphrodisiacs to women. <laughs> I, I don't know where this is going. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Richard Sarvate, fixing girls' computers since 1999. I'm guessing, I have no idea. Uh, your next comedian, I'm so excited that he's here. Uh, he's the talk of the internet all the time. I've been seeing you all over the place. I have. Everyone loves you, and he's super, super funny, and I'm super glad that he's here. You guys are going to love him, too. Everybody, it's Kevin Wong. Oh. Hey, one more, keep it going for Benjamin. Or, uh, sorry, Pam Benjamin. Why did I do that? One more time for Pam. Hey, hey Pam, is all, all these mics on? Yeah, all. Oh, I, I, I can do this. Uh -huh. I can do this. I can, all right. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, do you, do you get that a lot? Do people call you Aaron Rodgers? Or a white Richard Sorbate? Sure. Do you get that? No. Oh, a little different. I, uh, I, I started watching the O.J. Simpson documentary. Do you guys see this? Made in America? You don't have to watch all 10 hours of this. He seems pretty guilty. He seems pretty guilty. Uh, O.J. was framed? Yeah, O.J. OJ framed O.J. That's kind of what I think. 
How, 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 <laughs> you write you write a book. You write a book, and it's called "If I Did It." That's the most incriminating thing you could do. Maybe you should write a book that says, "Oh no, I didn't." Right? <laughs> Chapter one, hell no. <laughs> Chapter two, white girls. Chapter three, ah, maybe this one time. That's what I think. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Are we following Colin? I I can't I. I stand, I like that he's doing it. I applaud what he's doing, but I think it's the wrong platform. I think it's the wrong platform. Both a little fantasy value and uh, maybe talk a little bit. That's what I said. That's the thing. It's like he didn't, he didn't do it while he was like when everybody was doing it. He wasn't doing it. it he didn't like block the freeway or anything like that. He did it. All they did, they, they just caught him on, sitting on the bench during the national anthem, right? Nobody, nobody has any idea what I'm talking about. Colin Kaepernick is sitting for the national anthem. He doesn't stand for this. He doesn't stand. He's standing up by sitting down. The cameras just caught him sitting on the bench, and they asked him, hey, what's up? I know you're a backup quarterback. You're supposed to sit on the bench. Looks like you're, you're embracing your job. First one on the bench, last one off. I get it. That's the thing. It's like, I don't get that. Nobody really embraces all that stuff. If he really wants to stand up for, for equal, uh, for, sorry, um, for cops and how that they treat people, I think this is what he should do. He should actually fake it, you know? You be the change. You be the, that's the thing, he's like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna stand unless there's change, significant change. That's, that's the stand. You be the change, that's what I said. You be the change. You fake a little mugging, you go down the hallway, let the, the cops come down after you, turn around and go, ah, oh, I gotcha, a little one, two. You put a little post-it and just go, arrest people nicer. That's what I think you should do. I'm getting old. 38, I'm 38. I'm 38. This is the way I look. That's why I believe Asians are a lot like Muppets. I mean, look fun of it, we don't age, right? Getting old, I'm getting old. I'm so old, it's like when I see a 19-year-old guy, I bring a friend because I'm twice your age. That's what I say. I'm the creepy uncle that goes home alone, you know? It's like, oh, did you bring him? No, it's just me. I'm just curious because I have to do it. I'm getting old, and I've never had a prostate exam. I know. When I was 25, I was like, ah, oh, that's five years from now. It's cool. 30, I was like, ah, nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. 33, I actually went in, sat on the butcher paper, had the little onesie, th you know, little moo-moo. I couldn't do it. I, I, I looked over, and I just saw that, the pair of gloves, and I saw the Astro Glide. I go, I can't do it. I just can't do it. 38 now. 38. I, I'm, I'm going to have to get finger banged by a, by a doctor. I'm going to have to. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm going to go like three knuckles deep. Just go, ah. This way I said, you just kind of do that. You're, like, you're good. You're good for a year. That's, that's going to be me at some point. How did they even know this? It's like, I bet you like some doctor was kinky. He's like, oh, I just want you to just, you know, just, just do that. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I think I feel something. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. I found a little cancer. I don't know. Oh, a little bad. Bring it home strong. I don't know how to bring it home strong. I just brought it down the room. Um, I'm out in Hayward. Moved out there. You know, you know, if you don't want Hayward is like the worst possible tattoo and pay rent to live in that, that's what Hayward looks like. That's what Hayward's really about. There was a perfectly good state college and they decided to, to change the name of it to Cal State East Bay. Why? Because nobody wants word Hayward written on their, on their diploma. I uh, locked my keys in the house, I had a backpack stuck in the door. Oh never mind, I'm not gonna do that. Oh right, thank you guys so much. Thank you. I, you actually brought up a whole new thing. I never thought of guys getting finger banged, but that can absolutely happen. 
I've just never thought it just opens up a whole new realm for my jokes about finger banging because guys can get finger banged too. Thanks for bringing that up. That was that was crazy awesome. You know, all those lucky doctors. I guess I don't know. I've never. Oof, let's not talk about that anymore. Your next comedian. I'm sorry. I get so squeamish around buttholes. It's like everybody poops, you know, but like I just don't get it. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny lady, and I saw her last night. I, I've been at the brainwash this whole week, so I don't know which night I saw you, but you were very, very funny. And she's going to be funny again. Everybody, it's Selma Zaki. That looked like a workout, what he was doing. <laughs> I was going to stay in one place, if that's okay. Um, I am having some roommate troubles right now. I don't know if anyone can relate. I live with two girls. And they're just, like, awful to be around. They're just horrible in every aspect. I'll, like, say a few things about them. You guys are, like, maybe understand, like, where I'm coming from. Okay, so they're both from Texas. Yeah, that's all I know. That's, like, all I know for sure. But, like, it's bad. <laughs> like, you guys get it. Um, <laughs> So, okay, this is, so the, how the room works is that I don't live with them in the same room, but we share a bathroom, and we can essentially go in and out of each other's rooms, like the doors are unlocked. So this caused a lot of problems. Uh, one night, one of the girl's boyfriends, I want to keep it anonymous, but let's just say her name, you know, rhymes with cunt or something. Um, and so basically cunt's boyfriend, <laughs> uh, her like boyfriend was drugged up one night, came in my room at three in the morning thinking it was her room. She, so he came in my room. I woke up from like, I heard like a rustling noise, you know, I woke up, I shined my iPhone flashlight and I just saw a butt. I just saw like a, just a butt without, there's no clothes on the butt. It was just like two butt cheeks. <laughs> you guys get what I'm saying? It was a naked butt. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a deep sleep and woken up and seen a bare ass, but I can, the only thing I can relate it to is like when you get like a curly fry and your onion rings <laughs> and you're like, that's not supposed to be there, but okay. <laughs> like that's, I kind of like it, but I know it's wrong. I, I, I know it's like wrong for sure. Um, okay, so basically, so he's in my room totally naked. Uh, and so I asked him, I was like, hey, uh, who are you? Which I feel like is a valid question, right? Is that a valid question? Okay, I said, who are you? He turns around, he goes, Taylor? Like, th that's how he said it. He goes, fucking duh. Ta yeah, Taylor. Like, he said it like if his own mother forgot his name and, like, asked him. He's like, Mom, is Taylor. Like, that's how he fucking... I'm still so bitter about it. Um, so, yeah, he said Taylor as if, like, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's 3 a.m. Yeah, Taylor, yes. I've been expecting you. Like, that's not, that's not right. Uh, so, and then he peed. <laughs> all over my floor. This is true, you guys. Like, he really peed all over my floor. It was a cool experience. Um, so when that happened, I was like... I snitched, I'm not gonna lie, I snitched on these bitches, okay? Because I was like, I'm not gonna have this, I'm not gonna stand for this. So I told the residence director, I went to him, I explained everything, I was like, hey, you know, last night uh, there was a naked man in my room, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> uh, he was naked and he peed uh, and he was not wearing clothes. Uh, and he, I thought that would be enough, you know, to get 
them kicked out and the, he just responds with okay okay like he's jotting notes down he's like okay okay but did you see his penis <laughs> he really said i was like no but i saw his actual butthole like is that okay does that like <laughs> does that is that fit your standard of genitalia <laughs> Uh, I guess it didn't, though, you guys. Nothing ever happened to them. Nothing. Like, this was, he thought it was fine. I do feel like he, at, the way he asked me if I saw his penis was like he almost, like, wanted me to be like, yes, you know? And I, I feel like if I had said yes, he would have been like, okay, between us, like, how long was it? <laughs> like, I, he was so creepy about it. <laughs> like, just between us, though. <laughs> All right. Also, okay, I've, I don't know if I have like 20 seconds left. Also, when I told Cunt about the peeing, when I told her that he peed, she was like, oh my God, Salma, he's on the football team. There's no way he was on drugs. Like, he gets drug tested. I was like, oh, fucking hate. I'm so bitter. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> Salma Zaki, bring the rage. She was sexually assaulted and nothing happened. <laughs> he peed, I peed on or near your feet. That's just, that's amazing to me. Yeah. Wow. Good, good thing. Good thing we, uh, yeah, it's where feminism's really moving forward one day at a time. Your next comedian is a very funny man. That was really great, Salma. Everybody clapping in for Salma Zaki. Yay! Your next comedian, also a very funny man. Uh, always excited to see what he's going to do. Because uh, it's it's a fun new script every time. Uh, put your hands together. It's Stefan Massey. Thanks, Pam. You flatterer. Uh, so I don't personally have it, but I know many people have. I'll figure this out eventually. Uh, have witnessed. Uh, Gaydar and things of its ilk, like the ability to just like preternaturally sense when someone is of a certain stripe. Um, and I just didn't know this was a thing, but I, it makes perfect sense that it is. But I just um, bought drugs from somebody on 24th and Mission, and and I was in the, the fills over there, and I, I, he, I was like trying to give him the money <laughs> as he walks in. And he's like, oh, no, no, let's, uh, let's, let's do this outside real quick. And I was like, all right. And uh, the second I walk back in, two cops are going out. So, yeah, I know. Uh, so now I know that blue dar is also a thing. Uh, I just, like, thought that up 10 seconds ago. I'm, uh, that was way more of an ROI than I thought I'd get. Uh, so let's, let's break some new ground, guys. Let's, let's talk about the stuff that no one else wants to talk about, online dating. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I used to do it, uh, but it's a stupid game that has ever-changing rules and it's generally not fun or worth attempting to navigate the labyrinthine system inherent in any of your Tinders, your Bumbles, or your OkCupids. And uh, what would happen to me most of the time is I'd have a nice chat with someone for a few days and then I'd try to see if they wanted to meet up and nine times out of ten she'd say, well, I've actually been talking to someone else for a couple weeks now and it's starting to get serious. Bye forever. Uh, I had two very tepid dates via OkCupid. Uh, the first one was noticeable, notable just because I had been talking to this girl via her email 
and which she said was the quickest way to get in touch with her, which is a huge red flag off top. Like, who actually uses email to communicate? And even four and a half years ago when this happened, it was really weird that that was how she wanted to talk. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd write her about a paragraph, and she'd give me back about three and a half paragraphs for every sentence. Uh, and she once sent me annotated music recommendations with her personal feelings on each song, like she was writing for a high school poetry class. One of the lines she used for this uh, one jazz song was, hurts somewhere in the soul. I know, right? Fan fiction level shit. Uh, and then we, uh, we finally met up and she spent the entire time talking about herself and her poetry career before uh, giving me a book and insisting I read it. I have yet to crack the spine, but uh, screw, her, screw her. I'm not gonna. It's, it's, it's probably a piece of shit knowing her pretentious tastes. <laughs> It's actually a, it's actually a, a, a best-selling novel, so it's probably not going to be that funny. No, no, like it's not like stuff she wrote. That would be, that would be incredible. That would be amazing if she gave me one of her own books. Like this whole thing has just been an elaborate sting to get you to read my shitty poetry. <laughs> um, yeah, probably part of the reason I don't do so well in the dating world is I have Asperger's. Uh, I've, I've wanted to do some kind of definitive bit about my mental condition. Uh, an exact, you know, one has eluded me for a while, though. I did find out when I was researching Asperger's, uh, the Wikipedia page, the illustration they have for the condition is just a picture of a child stacking cans. So if you're if your kids at home stacking anything, you get them tested. This is a room full of comedians. None of you have children, I hope. Uh, <laughs> you know, having kids is like gun ownership. Scary but legal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't really like to explain my uh, various mental conditions for which there is somehow no medication readily available. I like to utilize the power of song. Uh, and and uh, here's a couple of uh, ditties that I've that I've put together in uh, the time that I realized I had this realization. Everything is awkward. Everything is weird when you have OCD. Everything is awkward. Is the deal is an SP. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, and then there's uh, there's this one which most of you know. Uh, I got a mental condition that makes it harder to fit in. Small talk at parties is hard, so in the corner I'm sitting. And this one, this isn't really about any specific uh, mental issue that I have, but like I feel like we can all relate to this. Like you know, you're just waking up in the morning and you're lying in bed and you feel like you could just stay there all day. Uh, oh God, this is life. Can't I give it back? I just want more rest. Dreams are sweet asleep. I'm happy. Waking up, I just feel crappy. Everybody wants to go to bed. Uh, that's my time. I'm Stephen Massey. Stephen Massey! Singing songs that make the whole world sing. All right, uh, I have to, our next comedian uh, bringing him up. I have to admit something really awkward and bizarre. Uh, he was in a dream I had last night. <laughs> and <laughs> I know, it was weird. And um, nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> but, but it was a weird, it was a, it was a, it was a slightly, well, this is the problem is that I'm a girl, but it was a slightly homoerotic dream with Zach Wiseman, me, and the next comedian. <laughs> 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 
bring him up right now, everybody. It was really, I woke up and I was like, that was a dream about Jeff Dean. Everybody put your hands together for Jeff Dean. I was, I was really hoping that was me. I'm really happy about that. Who was it with? Zach Wiseman? That guy scares the crap out of me. He wears trench coats all the time. And he goes for like the Albert Einstein thing. He seems like a great guy. But Oh man, I've had a homoerotic dream before. They're the worst. You wake up like my mom's going to be so homophobic. Um I hang out with a bunch of bros. They're the worst. I had a fantasy football draft and I realized I can't relate anymore. Um they do that game where they like tuck their dick in between their their uh, their their legs, and then and then they just show you, and then they like call you a fag and kick you, and I'm like, come on, that's homophobic, and then like shut up, pussy, and I'm like, come on, that's not, you can't say that. I need new friends. Um, I'm trying to talk to girls without using apps lately. Uh, I got in a lift line the other day with this, and I got matched with this girl, and I thought, oh my god, here's the perfect time. Here's my moment. I'm going to ma- ask her out, you know. And I said, hey, instead of going home, you want to get wings? And uh, I don't know why I chose wings. It was a bad choice. I know that now. She looked at me. She batted her eyelashes, and she, like, all cute. And she was like, I'm sorry. I'm a vegetarian. And I thought, you know, I could ask it to get falafel, but I got the hint, you know. And um, so... How does the next part of that joke go? So I looked her up online. You know how? (laughs) Thank you. You're the best. So you know how Lyft line, it tells you uh, the first name of the person that you're on the, in the ride with. And, you know, I'm really good at looking girls up online. So, like, if your name is Jessica and you went to Chico State, like, I'll find you, you know? Do you have any idea how many... Girls went to Chico State named Jessica? 284 bet- between the age of 23 and 27. Um, I looked at every one of them. And I also looked up her boyfriend, and I think I could take him, which is important. That's, you have to look that up, you know? Um, and I saw her a week later, and I said, hey, why didn't you use the boyfriend out? Like, you could have just told me you had a boyfriend. I get it all the time. And you're not even lying. And she was like, I didn't want you to think I'd go out with you if I didn't have a boyfriend. That's cold. But you know, what's worse is that I looked at her Instagram and she posted a pastrami sandwich. It's like, not even a vegetarian, really? It's rough. Um, I'm really close with my grandma and uh, she always asks me, like, she like forgets things, just random things, like who played uh, you know, Bill Cosby's son in the Cosby show or something. And the other day she stumped me. She found something that was ungoogleable. She said, who's that really funny black guy on TV who's, uh, who always talks about politics? And I was like, um, I don't know, is it Trevor Noah from The Daily Show? And she said, no, he's not a comedian. And then I said, okay, is it, uh, is it like Al Sharpton? She said, no, he's not on the news or anything like that. So I'm stumped. It's just a black guy on TV, on the internet, and everything's on the internet that you Google. Um, I asked if it was an actor, because that would narrow it down, because most actors are white. And then she said no. 
Um, it was uh, Barack Obama. Have you guys heard of him? It's terrible. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, so, God dang it. Um, so I was, I, I was at a bar the other day and I was trying to talk to this girl. I'm trying to talk to girls, you know, uh, without using apps, like I said before. And she walked by and I was like, hey, how, what's your name? And she was, she was like, was that, are you speaking Italian? And I went with it. I was like, oh, yeah, si, bonjour, you know. And then um, she, we just started making out. This is the smoothest that I've ever been. Like, it was great. And her friends start physically pulling her away. And I'm, I, I can't figure it out. Like, do I look threatening, you know? Like, do I look dangerous? Do you think I look dangerous? <laughs> like, what happened to racial profiling, you know? Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean! Not uh, physically or sexually threatening in any way. <laughs> Not physically or sexually threatening in any way. I think that's why you were in my weird dream, maybe. I don't know. It's just all these lovely young men keep, you know, coming into my house, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Uh, like your next comedian, another young whippersnapper under 30, just putting his whole life together, coding by day and telling jokes by night. I don't know. He was p- punching Tippy Tappy into some computer. Something was happening. Smarter than I can understand. Put your hands together. The very funny Connor Doherty. I mean, I, I can't top uh, you having dreams about Zach Wiseman with anybody, but... I guess I'll have to try. Uh, Let's see. I was thinking about being back in high school a while ago, and one of my friends thought he was a badass. Madison knows this person. Yeah. Uh, This is true. So he got really into graffiti, and I would just, like, go along because I didn't have a car or other friends, and watch for the police and which I don't know what I'm going to do if I see the police like stop copper <laughs> like I don't I, I don't give a shit I'm I'm going to run I'm not going to help him but his tagger name was MOB which stands for money over bitches Did you say word <laughs> Don't endorse the uh, the whole point is this is a really absurd thing Okay, nobody else gets to talk. Well, you're, you're out. Other people maybe get to talk. You're out too. <laughs> Don't push your luck. Money over bitches. So there are a lot of things wrong with this. We'll just shut up. <laughs> Why is everybody? <laughs> there are a lot of things wrong with this. We'll just put a, a tack in the misogyny. Just put that off to the side. But... The other big issue is that it assumes that we had money and bitches in such great quantity that they were competing for time and resources, which was not the case. You know, we're working crappy jobs for $7 an hour and then smoking weed and playing video games. Like, there's time for both of those. Uh, Mooney. I, I keep trying... I keep trying to get him to move out here because he keeps fucking getting, getting arrested in Minnesota. Yeah. 
It's like the th and the things he gets arrested for are like barely a crime out here. <laughs> Be good for all of us. Uh, yeah. It, but like there are other problems too. Like there should just be some exchange rate between money and bitches. Like you can't just categorically say money over bitches, but that's harder to paint on a wall. Ascribe more value to money than, I don't know. It's no good. Um, yeah. I, I don't like Catholic priests. <laughs> Did you guys know that masturbation is a mortal sin? That, I, I Googled it. If you masturbate and then die, regardless of whether or not you died from the masturbation, which would be a good way to go, you, if you die before confessing, you go to hell. So I think that the Catholic priests are just a bunch of perverts that want you to tell them about your sex stuff. Like, oh, you're touching yourself? or you're thinking about it? You feel some shame when you're doing that, you dirty little boy? Uh, I feel like some weird version of Catholic guilt when I park in San Francisco. I just always assume that I'm parking in an illegal space because I've gotten a lot of tickets and stuff. And then I start masturbating and I just feel regular Catholic guilt. But The courtesy laugh is worse, for the record. It makes it worse. Everybody thinks they can talk to me. Like, what? <laughs> I don't want to talk to any of you. Sorry, you're so approachable. <laughs> that was a, yeah. That was a, okay, whatever. This is a gone to shit anyway, but Mary was complaining about how people always ask her to get on our show. And she's like, I tried my best to be unapproachable. I'm like, you're competing with the best. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Connor Doherty, trying to be unapproachable since 1989. Is that when you were born? 91. I'm an old asshole. How is it that you know Madison? Did you guys go to school together or something? What? No way. And then you found out, you started doing comedy and you knew him from a long time ago and you were like, holy shit. And so it was like, why aren't you guys dating? She's too hot for you, isn't she? Is that, I'm sorry. She only dates guys, one from each country. I learn, I've been learning so much from her every week here on, she's uh, always a big subscriber to the Joke Workshop and also here on Happy Hour. You guys are gonna love her. I know Connor Doherty does. It's Madison Dunnitz. Yeah, we're both from Minnesota, which just makes it weirder. Um, so. Actually, Connor was my middle school crush, definitely, yeah, confession time. And when I first saw him at stand-up, I got like weird middle school feelings again, just like I was in middle school, <laughs> and I panicked, and then I left. <laughs> so that was good. It's the best way to deal with things. Um, but yeah, a little background there. So have you guys noticed that after everybody complained about like the love interests in movies being too like age-inappropriate, you know, like a really old dude and a young woman, they change things. Um, so now instead of being the love interest, it's just the daughter. <laughs> it's 
So, you know, they can still use like a really young actress and we can still see Liam Neeson <laughs> just running around on screen. Uh, I've seen like at least two or three of these. And I mean, I think it's interesting because most people have adapted to it really well. Like some people struggled. Woody Allen got a little confused, but... <laughs> I love laughing at my own jokes. Um, but then I gave it some thought, and like, I would watch the shit out of a movie where Helen Mirren saves Chris Hemsworth. That'd be an amazing movie. <laughs> I love that so much. So I just want this to get made now. It'd be like Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> Helen Mirren saves <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Um, hmm. I went home recently, back to Minnesota. Uh, and it's interesting to be back because most people my age have children, which is terrifying for me. And I was at a birthday party and all of the women, I call myself a girl, but I feel like once you've had children, you're automatically a woman in my mind. Like that's the line for sure. <laughs> um, but they all had at least two kids. And then they were discussing eating their placentas, which <laughs> was really fascinating. There's a variety of ways to do this. You can make a lasagna. You can dry it and put it into pill form. Um, there's, yeah, you have a lot of options. But it got me really thinking, like, at what point does this just become cannibalism? Because you're literally, and it's not even just cannibalism, it's self-cannibalism, because you're eating your own flesh. Like, that's, that's got to be something. Um, but so we were chatting, and I was just telling them how, like, impressed I was that they were raising children and had husbands and houses, because, like, I can barely feed myself some days. And they were really nice about it. They're like, oh yeah, San Francisco is really expensive. We feel so bad for you, Madison. And I was like, no, I mean like San Francisco is expensive, but my problem is I'm just too lazy. Like <laughs> sometimes if I'm in bed and I'm hungry, I think, is it worth it? And always I decide no. And then I um, have half a granola bar and go to sleep because that's just easier. <laughs> as long as you eat enough that you can fall asleep, you're fine. Uh, it backfires occasionally because you actually need to eat to live, but for the most part, it's an effective strategy. <laughs> um, so I'm not super into masturbation, and I know you guys are because you've told me probably at this point, <laughs> um, but I recently realized it's because there's no foreplay, and that's like 100% on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just like it comes down to laziness again. I've actually like um, the guy. Well, Pam ruined it, but I'm trying to sleep with someone from every single country. <laughs> but I'm not that slutty, so I can't just like sleep with someone. So I need to like go on a couple dates. Like I, I wish I was that slutty. It would make this a much easier goal. Um, but instead, I have to like go on a couple of dates with them, try to like establish a rapport. I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, well, so I'm currently seeing, so I'm currently sleeping with someone from the UAE. Um, and one time he asked me, he was like, I can't tell if you're submissive or just really lazy. I just kind of shrugged because it could really go either way. <laughs> okay, I'm going to end there. Thanks. Yay, Madison! Done it. I think that you should sleep with Connor Doherty because then it would be like fulfilling the weird crush from junior high. Like, who gets to actually do that? Like, Chris Adiego was this guy I had a huge crush on when I was in eighth grade. Chris Adiego, I thought he was just, I mean, wow, right? 
And it, man, if I met that guy now, I'd be like, fucking, I need to fuck Chris Adiego, right? <laughs> like, you don't forget that kind of stuff from junior high before you were even thinking about. I guess kids now think about sex, so it doesn't matter, but like, I, I, anyways. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he was also in that dream that I had last night, but he was much more attractive in the dream than he is in real life now with the paint on his face and everything else. I had a weird homoerotic dream last night with you and Jeff Dean. Put your hands together, it's Zach O. Wiseman! Fucking solid intro. How could he be much better looking than me? How much better? Fuck you. Probably does less drugs. Dream Zach does less drugs than real Zach. <laughs> Probably helps. But fuck, man. I mean, like, I know things you guys don't know. You know what I mean? Through my life experiences. I know that if you're playing an accordion, nobody asks you to take off a ski mask. <laughs> That's not something you read in a book. You know what I mean? It's Ah, oh, fuck. So how long do you think a baby could survive off of eating one other baby? Of equal size, not a smaller or larger baby, like a twin. Like how long could a twin survive off the nutrients contained in one other baby? A month. You think a month? Two months. Nine months? <laughs> the cycle of baby. <laughs> Maybe? Yeah. How? Why? Why a fucking week? I could I could live off a baby for a week. No, we're just we're just going for fucking uh statistics here. Dude, okay, I looked it up. I can't find how many calories are in a baby. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that would be a good place to start. You can't find baby calories on the internet. I looked up comparable animals. I was like, maybe a gorilla baby. You can't find the nutritional information of any babies. <laughs> nope, dude. Too, too big. And how do you even prepare a baby? How do you make a, what's like, what's the most efficient way to transfer nutrients from this baby to that baby? You can't boil it. You steam it? Steam baby? Raw baby diet? What are you doing here? High protein baby shake? Because I was told to never shake a baby. We have to hire someone to like, prepare the baby like we got a baby baby top chef chef top chef baby ba chop baby chop baby sous vide the baby <laughs> I'm a fucking insane person ah <laughs> oh, shit so white people are scum right this, hmm? yeah right White people are scum, and it's all black people's fault. You know, I'm tired of this. <laughs> I mean, we all came from Africa. We all evolved in Africa. At some point, there was uh, a darker-skinned person with a lighter-skinned baby, and they parented that child very poorly. Look around you. White people are disgusting. 
That's what I'm saying, man. Black, par- black people have been bad parents for a long time. Is that too rough? You think that's going to go poorly somewhere? <laughs> I mean more poorly, all right? Poor, poorer. I don't know what the, the thing is. So people have asked me in the past if I pee in the shower. I'm like, shower? You mean walk in urinal? Fuck yeah, I pee in the shower, you stupid. Running water everywhere. You're in the middle of a toilet that cleans you. Yes, I'm peeing. Yes, I'm peeing in the shower. I'll leave you with a little piece of advice, a little tidbit to take home with you. Uh, Don't be a horse's ass. Be a horse's dick. Uh, you can visit Zach Wiseman here at Mutiny Radio this entire month on Wednesdays from noon to two as he'll be painting live on the AltaCast. And then all his, yeah, we'll be talking to. But on the 30th of December, uh, which is the All Buy That for a Dollar comedy fundraiser show, we're all going to be performing in front of Zach Wiseman's works and they're all going to be a dollar a piece and he's going to get all the money. So he's going to have 500 pieces of art behind all of us performing, and they're going to be a dollar a piece, and all the money's going to Zach, because he's a real artist. Yay! Look, Mutiny Radio's trying to help people make rent and shit. Your next comedian is a lovely human being, and a very funny man. You guys love his jokes. I love his jokes. Uh, Everybody loves him. Put your hands together. It's Ashton Tate! What's up? Men's, men's night. Yeah. <laughs> Pam, you can head out. We'll take it. We'll take over. No, I'm just kidding. All we need is, uh, I'm just, okay, cool. Friday night's guys night anyway, so, uh, is it cool if I don't talk about sex? Is that all right with you guys? Is that cool? Yeah. I was going to talk about the opposite of that, uh, magic. <laughs> um, before I did comedy, I wanted to uh, be a magician, so I spent a couple weeks looking at YouTube to see, like, what is it that made other magicians successful, and so I, I learned this little trick, and that is you live with your parents. That's, I didn't know that, but uh, that's a good, it's a good trick. Um, hey, I found out that in China, they have seven times the amount of carbon emissions that we do, so I guess Chinese really are bad drivers. That's... Didn't know that, but uh, it's good to know now. Um, caught up on this, but I, I've uh, I've been learning that if uh, if you have a car in this in the city, um, you got to make and you're in a nice neighborhood. You guys got to make sure your car doors are locked because people who live there will think you're their Lyft driver. It's like, hey, I'm not Matt, but I'm I'm down to go to the marina. This is. Let's let's do it. My night's free. This is I have a I'm not really good at driving, but that's that's what I do. Um, I like it, uh, dude. I I um have you, I've never protested anything before. I've never really protested. I commend the fact that like people will do that. Um, it seems like a hard thing to get started a protest. I think the hardest protest to get started would be like a sit down one. Because um, if you see a guy protesting like a regular a regular way, you just see a guy with a sign and you're like, oh, there's the that's the protest going on. But like, imagine trying to start a sit down, a, a sit in, 
and nobody shows up. So you're just, you know, you're just sitting there. Imagine if you saw me just sitting like this. And I was like, hey, guys, hey, what's up? Come, uh, you guys want to come join me? Like, from this angle, it looks like I'm waiting in line for, like, a One Direction concert. <laughs> or I'm just reading. Um, so, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I, there should be, like, protests where it, like, starts out like this, you know? Just, like, like this. Like, that, to me, that's more committed than sitting. So you just start like this. And then people are like, whoa, what's that guy? He's got a lot of confidence. So let's go join whatever movement he's doing. And then uh, you trick him. Or you could, uh, you could tan. Sometimes I wonder if people who are in the park, you know, like lying down tanning, if, they're, if that's like some type of movement that they're starting. But uh, probably not. Um, anyway, so I'm trying to, trying to start a movement. But gotta get. I gotta not grunt when I get up. That's it's a sign of weakness. Um, I uh, so I was gonna tell you guys about the first time I ever got paid doing comedy. It was at a place that could only exist in Florida. It was a restaurant called Whitey's. It's a great place. And uh, I was performing at this restaurant, and it wasn't going well. So just imagine, if you will, if you're like an audience member and you're watching a show that you don't really enjoy. Like just try to imagine. You know, like. Like just this is a scenario though, but imagine like a guy's up there. You don't like his his voice is kind of monotone. Like you wish he would you wish he would do more. Like is he wearing sweatpants? These are just like don't have these like this. This is just a scenario, but so snap out of that. Um, so I did my joke. I was trying to I was trying to uh, connect with them. I said that I don't like guns because I don't like carrying things, and. Uh, this guy walked up to me and he said, uh, hey, I'll give you $50 to stop. And that was the first time I got paid doing comedy. So that was pretty good. That was, that was really good. Um, been looking into uh, doing a little meditating. My friend told me that meditating reduces stress. Yeah. If that's true, then why is every Buddhist monk bald? I'm not sure. Probably need to. Okay. All right. Thank you guys so much. My name's Ashton. Let him feel it, everyone. Yeah. Uh, your next comedian is uh, is a fraud. Uh, I thought all of this time that he had plugs in his ears, but I come to find out they're just big earrings. He's just playing cool. I was like, uh, the whole time, I thought you had real plugs, and then you're like, no, no, they're just earrings. And I was like, these millennials, every time. Everything's a lie. Uh, but he's, he's funny, you guys. You'll like him. Everybody put your hands together for Jesse Warren. I definitely think my ideal profession is rapper. Uh, I'm definitely a rapper at heart. Um, rap influences like the way I think a lot. Like I was listening to this song, Digits, by Young Thug. And afterwards, I was sautéing some onions. And it was taking a little too long. So out loud I go, You caramelize, motherfuckers! Prat! <laughs> yeah, um, Drake's my favorite rapper. Uh, he has a lot of aliases. Yo, Drake, a.k.a. Drizzy. Drake, a.k.a. Six God. Drake, a.k.a. Champagne Poppy. Uh, so I, I rap, uh, if you see me in the cypher, I don't recommend stepping in, 
I, rec I think it's ill-advised. You might get wrecked. Uh, I go by Jesse Warren, a.k.a. The Collect Call. Jesse Warren, a.k.a. The Doctor's Waiting Room. Jesse Warren, a.k.a. The Chemist's Daughter. That one stuck, dude. I don't know why it did, but that one was my favorite one. They call me The Chemist's Daughter now. Uh, rap's an ideal form of self-expression. I think it's really cool. Like Chief Keef has this one song called Don't Like. Do you guys know the song? It's the one that goes, uh, fake shoes, that's that shit I don't like. Fake trues, like true religion jeans, that's that shit I don't like. It's essentially him just listing stuff he isn't fond of. And he got millions of dollars for making that song, which means he made millions of dollars by just complaining. I, about clothes. I don't like your shoes, and I don't like your jeans. Dude, he's just whining, and he made millions of dollars off that song. It's a really dope deal. Uh, I'd like to earn some more street cred. I don't have enough of it. I'm not sure how much I have, but I imagine it's not very much. So I'm trying to... So I killed a man. Uh, I killed him in an alley, but nobody saw it. So I don't, I think my street cred's the same because that, it relies on word of mouth and just being spread, which is really stupid, man. We're in 2016, there are databases. This should, some, somebody should be keeping track of this. We're not in Game of Thrones. This isn't like a Lannister rep always repays his debt bullshit because if, if there was databases, people would look at that and be like, no, Lannisters are assholes. They never repay their debts. Some bullshit rumor. Uh, yeah. Dude, I think, there's no way, like, Drake totally gave himself the nickname Champagne Poppy. Nobody just started calling him that. He was like, dude, come on, just call me Champagne Poppy. Just want these girls to call me Champagne Poppy. All right, man, I'll, I'll call you. He keeps Yes Man around him at all times because he's a Drake. He's enough clout to do that. I, if I had that much power, man, you guys would all be calling me the chemist's daughter, not Jesse Warren. People complain that uh, that rap, all they talk about is like money, m money and women. Uh, all they talk about is money and women. But that's honestly all I want to hear about at this stage in my life. All I want to hear about is money and women. It's all I care about, honestly. Um, do you think at, at hip-hop dinner parties, it's rude if you don't talk about how much money you make? <laughs> Yo, I just made two million on the track. How much you make, CD, chemist daughter? And I'll be like, ah, you know, trying to keep it modest. They'll be like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? I think talking about how much money he's making. All right, thank you guys. Jesse Warren, AKA the chemist daughter. Everyone, let him hear it. Yay, yay. All right. We're moving right along here on the happy hour. I didn't see Johnny Isaacs come in. Did he come in? Do I, can I just not see him? Is he invisible? He didn't make it yet. It's all good. Your next comedian is also tall and blonde. Put your hands together. It's Brady Holt. It is me. Yes, Brady Hold. All right, what should we get talking about? Why not the flat earth? I think we're all ready for it. I, uh, I'm sick of this round earth, this spherical earth that I've been taught from like schools and you know, the white man, you know, and books and stuff. Like I have a friend on Snapchat 
who every day talks about the lies of the, of the round earth and how we live on a flat earth. And he points out things like, look at the sun. And I'm like, dude, that was such a convincing argument. I can't like, I, can, I don't know what exactly is being argued here, but he's so emphatic about it. He's just like, there can't be glare coming off of something that's that far away. And I'm like, can there? Like, I don't know that much science, and I feel like he's playing on what I don't know in science. He's like, look, dog, the planets, they're like different colors, right? Explain that. I'm like, I, I can't, dude. I I mean, I, I think one of them's hydrogen, but uh, so is the sun, apparently. I, um, it's just like, okay, so maybe the, just that, the, that explains why we're, you know, flat and we have a flat earth. But then I'll be like, why Kamar then explain, explain uh, if we're flat and this is a flat earth, What's below us? You know, huh? And he's like, dude, nothing's there. Nothing's below. And I'm like, god damn. Of course, this has also been argued in physics before. And it's a classic joke. The old woman at the round table of scientists says, of course, we're on the back of a giant turtle. And then he asks, well, then, what's that turtle on the back of? And she said, nice try. It's turtles all the way down. <laughs> so it just makes me think, like, are we on a flat Earth? I, I really don't know. I mean, I even took astronomy, people. And, like, he's so convincing on Snapchat that, you know, I think astronomers and smart people just need to get on Snapchat and convince me why facts are real instead of, like, conspiracy theories about white, white people on the flat Earth. Um, all right, cool. Uh... You guys support the flat Earth, I guess. It's cool stuff. It's uh, this makes us the center of the universe. Let's not get into that. Let's get into some fun other fun other stuff. You guys, uh, I kinda am, but mostly not. Uh, was staying in San Jose, and uh, let's support our Bay Area brethren, cause San Jose, like, it's not a city people like to say they're from. You know, but then again, it's better than Sacramento. Like, it's got that going for it. It's like, hey, you know, I may be San Jose, but at least you can get a sandwich after 10 o'clock. Okay, we'll get through this together. Flat Earth. Um, where, where's the world from? You guys ever think about that? The world, space, time? I was... I was uh, I was at, sorry, I was at a lake today, and uh, as I was sitting there, this guy was like speaking Russian, and I was meditating, so I was just sitting there, eyes closed, and then like he's walking around the lake, and then like he comes back around like a second time, but I'm not meditating at that point. I see him, and I'm like, he does fit like the I thought he would be short and old, so that's exactly what I thought, but I thought maybe he was a dwarf or a wizard or something casting a spell that required like 500 laps around a lake, then it opened up a portal to the motherland, and then KGB secret agents came out, and then like they take over like Red Dawn in San Francisco, or not. Okay, so, hey, I'm ready to hold. Wolverines! Wolverines! If you guys never saw Red Dawn, it's a great movie, uh, very funny reference, Cubans take over via the Russians. 
scared the shit out of me in 1985. That's right. I'm, yeah, I'm an old bitch. Um, hey, your next comedian, uh, you know why, one of the reasons I like him so much? Because he has an awesome accent. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I, I mean, I wish I knew him better as a person, but what I got to tell you, on the surface, he is one rad dude, right? And he's got that hot accent. He's also a very funny guy. Everybody put your hands together. It's Johnny Isaac. Hello, everybody. Um, hi, Pam. Haven't seen you for a while. Um, I learned an important lesson this week, and that lesson was that it's inappropriate to walk up to a stranger and tell her that she looks like my aunt who committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was a weird experience for everyone, um, but was, what was weirdest about it was that she yelled at me, and my aunt never yelled at me, so it definitely wasn't her. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was a bit strange. It was a very, it was a, tra- it was a tragic time. It was, it still is a tragic time, really. But um, one really cool thing that came out of it is uh, my mum was uh, not her sister's. She's her sister-in-law. But my mum was raised really Catholic, like church every day, convent school Catholic. And uh, I've only ever heard her swear like four times in my life. And at some point during like the real deep grief, my mum went, "It's such a fucking waste." Oh my God, Mum! You swore it was. A, it was like I felt really guilty for being so happy at a time when everyone around me was so miserable, and I was like, "Holy shit, Mum, Jonathan!" Not allowed to swear in front of my mum still. And uh, but it was really, it was just such a nice little moment in such a shitty, shitty time. Um, but uh, talking of tragedy, I've been married for three and a half years, and that's not the tragic bit. The tragic bit is I'm getting divorced. Uh, no, I'm not. No, sorry, I'm not getting divorced. But my green card's come through, so I can get divorced now that I can stay. Um, but I'm not really. I'm never. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna get divorced from Tim because he's lovely and he'll die at some point because he's 22 years older than me. So I'm just kind of waiting for him to die, and then I don't have to be a dick about it. Um, and there's a higher. I feel like there's a hierarchy of tragedy, um, and at the top of the like totem pole of tragedy is kids with no parents, right? Children. But I'm not a child, so if my parents died, I'd just be a dude with dead parents. So I'm never going to hit, like, the top rung. And I think below that is parents with dead kids, but I'm never going to have children because they're, like, tiny Neanderthals. And, uh, and I have a 53-year-old husband who doesn't want children. Um, so fuck that. And then below that is, um, like, young widowers or young widows, right? So I'm just, like praying that he dies before the age of 65 because then I can still be like a a tragic widower which would be like first of all you can be a dick like when you when you're in a tragic situation you can be as much of a dick as you want to anyone and they just they're always in the wrong you can do whatever the fuck you want it's gonna be great um as long as he dies before I'm like 50 maybe so he's got 20 years and he comes from a really unlike his parents both died before I was born so I'm like really good odds um heart disease people it's fun um but he's been getting really healthy in the last few years which sucks um like it's really good for hiking but it's gonna be I'm just gonna have a miserable 50 to 60 like decade looking after my invalid husband um it's gonna be entertaining uh, what else did I have to say? 
Um, oh yeah, he likes to say to people, he likes to jokingly say to people that he ruined my youth. And I'm like, you didn't ruin my youth, just my 20s. Uh, when I was living in London and he was living in San Francisco, I wasn't having sex with anybody else. Um, so that's what the best thing is going to be. Like when he dies, it, at like, I don't know, say 65, maybe 70, I'll still be hot enough, hopefully in my late 40s, to sleep with everyone I want to sleep with and, uh, and then be a dick to them because I'll be a young widower. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fucking great. So check the space in like 20 years or so. <laughs> right. Uh, thank you very much. Life planning advice from Johnny Isaacs. Yay. Marry the old dude. That's the, that's the advice. Marry the rich old dude. I know. I read the Bible too. I read the book of Ruth. I know. You follow Naomi. You marry the old rich dude. And that's how you take care of your family forever. What I mean by family is your new Burning Man family that you go to when you're in your 50s because now you've got millions of dollars. All right. You're a nice comedian. He's never been here before, and I'm very excited that he's here. We don't do anything special like out of love. It's not. It's not the brainwash. It's Muni Radio. Uh, but we're all going to be very happy and clap wildly because he's a new comedian that we don't know. Everybody, put your hands together for Zahir Brown. All right, let's talk about some things. Um, uh, first off, uh, Kevin. What was his name? Kevin Wong. Was he really 38? Yeah. Or were you got seriously? Yeah. Like they say black doesn't crack, but like that guy looked like he was like 20 something. Um, uh, but uh, let's see. Um, so, you know, first off, uh, I was gonna say, you know, we should clap it up for all the women, but Pam's the only one here. So we should clap it up for her, clap it up for Pam. Um, you know, cause you know, whether you want to believe it or not, women are definitely the, most sacred beings of this earth. Like, and I don't care what anyone says, you know. Uh, like, it would be hell and chaos if, you know, it was so psychotic if they weren't here. Uh, I have the mo- utmost respect when it comes to women, but holy shit! Are they most, ah, they're just, sometimes, some, sometimes they're just uh, really hard to deal with. Like, some of the morals and some of the, uh, you know, like the, the stuff that they say and do, I don't know, just sometimes it's kind of ridiculous to me. Like, I remember one time, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. If, if a woman has any problem when it comes to sex, like in the moment, you know, men are gonna get past that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if a woman can't please a guy sexually, like, men, we're not gonna pass that up. Like. She's already sleeping with us. It's not like, you know, we already convinced her that we weren't a rapist, you know? So like, we're gonna do, like, we're gonna get past it. Like, we're gonna, you know, go through it. Let a woman figure out, right? That a guy can't please her sexually, like, all bets are off. Like, you can't, like, there's nothing you can do. Um, but yeah, uh, I just think that it, it, it comes to the point now where, like, when that happens, it doesn't just happen. Like, it happens, and then she tells her friends about it. Then her friends put it on Twitter. Then, for some reason, it gets trending. Next thing I know, hashtag WeekDigZai is uh, trending on Twitter, which, I mean, I guess is, uh, let's see. Uh, but, um, nah, it's, uh, 
what I think it is really, really comes down to is like women know that other guys are gonna sleep with them. Like they already know, like there's there, there's more dick out there. <laughs> um, like any woman, they can go through their phone right now and pick f- and like just five contacts in there. And if if they say that they're not gonna sleep with you, then they're lying. Like every woman has five contacts in her phone right now, and those guys will fuck her immediately. All right, that's just a fact. Um, no, but let's see. Uh, what else I got? Uh, oh, I uh, I went to the gentrified Safeway. Those new gentrified Safeways. Have you guys been to those? No. Uh, they're pretty good. Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna say like it's uh, pretty interesting. Um, they really outdid themselves this time, because uh, there was like there was two that opened up in my uh, neighborhood uh, back in Oakland, and um, like you just see like a line full of white people getting like the cut sushi, like the fresh cut sushi, which I didn't even know they had. You see the old fat, confused black guy mopping for some reason, like. I don't know what it is about inadvert racism, but something about it just makes my turkey club taste that much better. Uh, I don't know. I uh, see. I think I had something else. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh. oh, that's it. All right. My name is Zyra Brown. Thank you, guys. Zyra Brown, yay! New guy, come back, come back again and again, hooray! All right, we have one last comedian for you guys here on, unless George wants to go up. George, are you in here? He doesn't, he, I don't hear him or see him, he must be outside. But uh, we have one last comedian uh, other than George, and he signed up, and it's going to be great, and he's been here before, and you guys are going to love him. It's Paul Hafferty! <laughs> Hi. I've given up trying to uh, correct my name, but uh, that's okay. Um, I believe the word you were looking for um, was crazy for for women, but uh, you're being very diplomatic about that. Um, I was actually wanting to talk about women, but none of them are here, which I guess I shouldn't really be surprised about that. Um, But more importantly than that, um, I don't really feel well. I'm not really sure why. Maybe it's because I skip meals and, uh, you know, then after that, just down beer and clean it up with around Altoids because I'm a gentleman. But um, um, also, it might have been because the way on the way over here, um, I saw what looked like a middle-aged man naked walking down 24th Street who defecated in front of Pop's Bar. And, uh, you know, it almost, that actually looks like freedom to me (laughs) because I thought freedom was shitting with the door open in your own place, but doing it outside naked and not giving a shit, just walking away is kind of amazing, you know? Um, but the only downside is you have to have not all of your mental faculties and I'm pretty sure he didn't have a job. Um, but if, but if he did, I'd like to see what happened when he went back. Um, but, uh, anyway, I always have to talk about shit somehow, but it just walked into my life today again. Um, but as far as relationships go or dating, 
Um, I don't feel like I'm that good at it, but uh, it's kind of confusing now. You know, it used to be back back in the day, it was pretty um, pretty assigned for gender roles. You know, you had the man, he went out and worked and made the money, came home, the wife cooked, took care of the children. That's about how it was, you know? And, you know, they meet in high school or something like that and be like, you, assuming you're a woman, but you have a beard. So, um, you know, it'd be like, hey, you're attractive. Let's, you know, become romantic and then we'll fuck once or twice and then we'll get married and have kids. And that's just the agreement. Now there's so many different things you can do, you know, and gender roles are switched. Like I see women that are powerlifting now. You know, which is kind of hot, but at the same time, it's like, am I going to feel threatened by that because she's stronger than me? She can kick my ass, which is also kind of hot, but I'm also a little threatened, right? I don't know how to feel about that. And then, and then you have transgender now, too. So, you know, you have two dicks in the room and a pair of breasts, possibly, or it could go the other way. I don't know. It's really confusing. But what I want to ask women is, do but there's none here. Well, except for Pam. I forgot about you, Pam. So, or, um, do women or you want a, a guy who's sweet? Yeah? Or what about a guy who's honest? See, but you can't have it both ways. I mean, I guess you could have both, but, uh, but come on, you can't always be sweet and be honest because you, sometimes you're kind of a dick or you have fucked up thoughts, but um, anyway, there's more to that, but I can't really think of what it was going to lead to. Um, oh, somebody was talking about space. I don't understand why people want to go to Mars because... It seems like people want to make another life there and get off of this planet that we're fucking up, right? But wh why do we think that life is going to be better there or the people that we meet are going to be better there? I mean, what if we go there and the life forms there can't even wipe their own ass? You know? Well, it's probably going to be bacteria too. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you. Paul Hafty. Hafley. 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 Like safely. H like rain. Hafley and then L E Y. I'm gonna think of it like like instead of safety, it's like Hafley. Yeah. Because they rhyme. That works. I won't forget it again. Okay. Everybody clap again. Paul Hafley. All right. Well, uh, that everybody was happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm. Yeah, it was a light list tonight, but that's okay because then we can all relax and hang out and get ready for the next show coming up at eight o'clock. It's uh, this every month I do themed shows, and this month the theme is my strange ex. So today's is my strange ex job. Next week is My Strange Ex Relationship, and the following week is My Strange Ex Location, whether that be 
well, wherever you were living. It could be about roommates. It can be about where you were living, whatever. Whatever state is a piece of shit, whatever. But tonight is about people's piece of shit jobs. So if you feel like a loser, tonight is the night to listen. Because if you hate your job, you probably don't hate it as much as the rabbit farmer or the Tinder coach, which I can't believe that's a job, or the vagina waxer or the ex-lawyer. I have a good story about... um, teaching special ed and the biggest dick I ever saw. It's going to be a fun time tonight. So uh, stick around. For five bucks, you get a marijuana medicated goodie and a great show. Tonight's show features Jason Balmforth, Ian Levy, Louisa Isbell, William Busher, Jenny Hogan, Brandon Gardner, and Stephanie Silverman all talking about their strange ex-job. So thanks for joining us again on Happy Hour. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. We'll be right back at 8 o'clock with Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Good night. swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah.
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. To hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 
South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. happy hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio I just fucked that up again what the fuck is wrong with me yeah I got it Billy Bob you ever want to be funny well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. 
you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny.